Hi, I'm Frank Homer. And I'm Laurie O'Neill. We are, we are the, the founders, founders of, of the, business the Business Hive. Our podcast is centered around proven practices within the current business environment. Our discussions seek to bring out the best in real estate agents to improve and grow their businesses through the sharing of knowledge. Business acumen has always been my passion, and I have a strong intellectual curiosity to learn new strategies and tactics in the ever-changing world of business. I'm passionate about growing the production and the businesses of agents to make their lives better. My one thing is to affect people's lives in a positive and powerful way that will benefit them for generations. Join us as we explore the latest trends and topics for growing your business. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Lori. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. We have a um, really great topic today. Important yeah, topic. I, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, we need to salute our members of the armed forces and special services. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service today. Uh, why don't you do the introductions, Frank? Sure thing. Well, we have with us today, uh, Paul Carson. Paul's the president of Philadelphia Mortgage Brokers. He's a VA expert. Uh, we also have with us one of our uh, top producers, ALC members, Chris Norton. And we're going to talk about VA loans today. Thank you. Welcome, both of you, Chris, Paul. Thank you. Uh, Morning. Morning. I think there's a lot of misunderstandings out there in the field with realtors, maybe your newer agents, buyers and sellers. So hopefully our topics today will, uh, you know, clear any of those misunderstandings up and educate uh, agents on the value of um, a VA loan isn't any different than a conventional loan. Isn't any, any, we, we really want to position this as, um, you know, they're just as a valuable of a buyer. I think it's important to state that. So um, Chris, I'll start with you. And um, if you could just walk us through any kind of differences in a process for um, our veterans that you're serving? Yeah, pretty, pretty much none. I, in fact, I prefer working with uh, VA uh, buyers as opposed to conventional buyers for no other reason than the math is easier. Nice. Uh, they don't have to do any math, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I've been in this industry about six years at this point. Uh, and when I first came in, it was funny. Um, you know, we as a population, agents don't like to read. You know, we, we work off of word of mouth entirely too often. Uh, and what I heard coming in from a lot of people, and from people that have been in the business a long time, that are, you know, top producing agents that people go to for uh, references, I heard frequently, oh, VA, VA buyers, they're, they're, they're tough. The VA loan is hard. You know, you don't want to mess with that. You know, I, I, I never recommend a VA loan to uh, my, my clients when I'm listing a house. And, you know, I started to unpack that a little bit and just a little background story, not to eat up all the time, but prior to coming into this industry, I was in the military marketing field for many years. Uh, first uh, in the HR and staffing world for AT&T. Uh, and then following that, I helped launch a, um, a consumer uh, oriented business that catered to the military market segment. One of the things that was abundantly clear, uh, and this is just to kind of set the stage, was the military market as the military consumer market is huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, and when you look at uh, levels of debt, uh, levels of buying power, default rates on loans, uh, stable income, uh, credit scores, levels of education, 
uh, you know, contrary to what a lot of the popular uh, belief out there, and I, I think it goes back to Vietnam, frankly, uh, and the, the fallout from that, but contrary to a lot of that, if you look at all of those metrics, the military segment is typically, you know, markedly higher in most categories than the general population, which flies in the face of, oh, don't do VA loans. Um, and then what I learned after I started uh, in this in this business was, and, and I wish I could find this stat, I want to say it was around 2017 or so, 2016, 2017, 2018, somewhere in there, I had come across a statistic that said for, you know, whatever 12-month period of time this was, something like 10% of all new home or uh, not new home, but uh, home purchase loans were VA home loans. Mm. It's like, wow, that's interesting. 10% doesn't sound like a lot, but when the veteran population makes up 7% overall, and most of that 7% are Korean war uh, veterans and older, well, they're not buying homes, right? They're, they're going in the other direction of life, right? So it tells you, you know, there's 10% of all the purchases are coming from a very small part of the segment, which is closer to like one to even as low as half a percent of the current population. So you've got this tiny bit of the population driving all of this business, mm -hmm. which is why you have USAA, Penn Fed, Navy Fed, uh, uh, Veterans United uh, is another one that spend a ton of money advertising to us. I'm retired army myself advertising to us as a segment because we're really good business. Okay. So besides the fact, yeah, you know, uh, patriotic, uh, you know, support of the, the service members and all that, just purely pragmatically speaking, the military segment is a great segment to cater to as a business person, regardless of what business you're in. So uh, just to set the stage, I'm off my soapbox, at least for a little while. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's a it's an identical process. From my lens, a little easier, but makes a lot of sense as a business. And that's how I started my business and built my business. I've done quite well for myself as a result. So that said, I'll step back. I'm done for now. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I should read that, Chris. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> so let's dig a little bit digger, deeper into the actual VA loan process requirements. Um, I think we were talking earlier, just as, just as sturdy and comparable as a conventional loan. So let's dig a little bit deeper into that just for starters. Yeah. And uh, really to echo on what Chris had to say is uh, today's uh, veteran military buyer is, is extremely strong. Um, I'll, I'm going to have to dig up the statistics, but if, if my memory serves me correctly, the median income for average VA buyer these days is above 70,000 per year, 70, 72K. I'm sure that's probably two years old now. I need to get that refreshed. Uh, but statistically data-driven, these are high FICO clients. These are well-qualified, good earners. And um, when you look at VA loans as a portion of the market compared to conventional and FHA, VA are the best performing loans. That means that the fewest folks are defaulting on their loans because they're good quality loans. They're underwritten with common sense. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, when the guidelines are written to do right by the veteran and make sure you're putting them in, in the right position and not doing harm by them, there is a certain flexibility with VA that the other loan programs can't touch. Um, 
I think Chris and I could speak probably specifically on unique scenarios that would not have been, these folks would not have been homeowners if they would not have used the VA loan. It's just, they simply would not have been able to fit into the FHA or conventional box. Um, oh, nice. But I, I really, yeah, kind of backing up to, um, you know, Chris, you're six years in the business. We've known each other for about four of those now. As our, Even though my company's four years old, I'm entering all my 15th year doing this. And um, one of my very first loans I got closed was a VA loan. And when I started in 2008, my roommate at the time was a retired Marine Corps veteran. He's like, hey, Paul, my credit's terrible. Can you help me fix it? And can you help me buy a house? So a couple months later, we get some collections cleaned up. We get a score from the mid 500s into the mid 600s. And in October of 2008, he bought his first house for, uh, he put $1,000 down on deposit. And at the closing table, he got $999.50 back. He bought a house for 50 cents. So at that wow. point in time, yeah, it's, it sounds, it doesn't even sound real at this point. Um, but looking back on that, it's, I had to kind of figure that out along the way. Cause he's, he's a good buddy of mine. I didn't really know the mortgage business. I'm just getting started. The broker I worked for at the time had never closed a VA loan himself. So he's like, I, I don't know. I said, okay, well, how hard can it be? I'll figure it out. And that kind of ignited me and got me excited about VA lending. I said, well, that's like one of the coolest stories I've ever heard of to have a friend of mine go, you know, three, fix your credit, get in the house and really um, come out of pocket with barely anything to make it happen. And he, he still owns that home today, you know, and it's nice. close. He's it's halfway paid off and he's refinancing and got his rate way down over the years. Um yeah, that, that's really what got me started and got me excited about it was just figuring out all these little cool nuances that allow you to do more and help more people because of the flexibility is there. Mm -hmm. you know, multiple use, low down payment, you can use them on short sales, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, all, all of the stuff they're like, oh, you can't. I'm like, no, you can. You just, you know, can. you can do it. You just got to think through how to tackle it. Um, yeah. It, it's, it really is a good product. You know, hands down. And in fact, my my very first deal I did in, in this industry was also a VA loan, uh, and uh, it, it was uh, you know it was a high it was a jumbo, and everyone's like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "I just did." You know, it's you know very doable. It is very yeah, doable. Even in this market right now, a lot of people don't even don't even know VA jumbo is a thing or that uh, that it right. exists or you can or renovation VA, <laughs> VA reno loan. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Paul. It's a unicorn, Chris. <laughs> it's a unicorn. <laughs> In this, in this current market, are you seeing anything with um, a VA loan and 20% down versus 3% down uh, in, in creating buying power when we're in this market where it's multiple offers over ask? How are, we, how are VA loans competing with that? Come on, Chris. So bring it. You know, the, 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 the thing that, so I, the VA loan is awesome. It, it, as far as I'm concerned, it is the best product out there for purchasing a home. However, because of the ability to fully finance the purchase, uh, and I'm sure you see this too, Paul, but I, I, I probably see it more uh, than you guys do just because we're in the front uh, part of that process. Because you can fully finance the purchase, um, a lot of my contemporaries uh, don't have much liquid funds saved up for a home purchase. In, normal, in a normal market, it wouldn't matter, right? I could, I could work uh, closing costs into mm -hmm. uh, uh, a purchase. And, you know, with the, the rate of the market, you know, from an appraisal standpoint, that could be tough. Um, but what's more a challenge 
isn't the down payment component of it because you know, the seller is going to get the same amount of money regardless of the down payment. Like yeah. it, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me when people get hung up on that, to be completely honest. Uh, it's, it doesn't differentiate one offer versus another in reality. Um, but what we're typically up against these days is the appraisal waiver, which is a terrible name for it. I wish they called it something else, but we as an industry have started calling it an appraisal waiver, right? You're not waiving anything. Um, but that that bit of insurance that a lot of buyers are throwing out there now that, hey, you know, I guarantee you, you're going to get this contract price, um, you know, as long as it appraises or whatever, you know, that gap money. That's what I find a lot of uh, my clients uh, typically don't have because they haven't been saving up for it. Um, so, so that's a little bit of a challenge. And there's ways you can get around that. Uh, none of, not around, but you can kind of work through that. None of which taste good when you take a bite of that apple. Like, um, you know, it's common for, uh, you know, a service member that's in right now to uh, be applying um, a contribution towards the military's version of a 401k. It's called a thrift savings plan, right? Um, and just like the 401k and, you know, TSAs and other retirement vehicles out there, for housing, you can take a distribution from those accounts, but you got to pay it back within six months. That hurts, right? That, you know, and if you don't, there's a tax penalty. Right. right. A, a lot of people aren't comfortable doing that, uh, particularly on the military side, because it's relatively a new thing. Uh, it, it's, it's only been around about 10 or 15 years, and they only really started pushing it and promoting it in the last five, right? So, you know, the idea of withdrawing funds from this, while you can do it, uh, just tastes horrible. Uh, for them. So, you know, the biggest hurdle is just not having a pot of money to compete from the standpoint of not asking for uh, a closing cost concession or not ask, you know, not being able to offer a guarantee. That's the biggest hurdle that's out there. And it's just because you know, we haven't been saving up for it. You know, we haven't needed to until, you know, a year and a half ago. Uh, so that, that's the biggest hurdle, at least from the lens I see. And Paul, I don't even know if you see that at your point, like, because to get to you, you know, we've got to win the, the bidding war, right? And those right. tools are things that we have to use, you know, on that on that sales end before we can get to, you know, guys like you to help us actually close it. Yeah, because in a perfect world, none of that matters until a contract. Exactly, and right, right. 2018, so, 2019, it was great. You know, I, I was right. doing wonderful with VA buys. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, it's just a little harder. You got to be, you got to be a little more strategic about things now. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's presenting our buyers, our veterans offer in the best possible light. And I've found the best way to do that is connect with a listing agent. If they don't know me or they haven't worked with myself or my team or my company, call them and ask them, hey, have you heard of us? What do you know? Because most folks are bringing misconceptions to the table right out of the gate. And if you ask yeah. them, hey, what do you know about VA, good, bad, and different? They will tell you everything. Right. They maybe had an experience in 1983 that they're stuck on and they can't get past because, you know, that's back back in my day. But yeah. things change. Yeah. FHA used to be yeah. a real pain in the neck. Now it's not so hard anymore. This is decades ago. So right. um, even though VA getting getting our buyers offer can be a challenge, uh, getting it accepted can be a challenge, especially when compared to maybe a 20 percent down conventional offer. Right. Here's where VA With is a, a waiver, major difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. 
Yeah, it's the appraisal process. So yeah. there are two there are two fail safes in the VA appraisal process which do not exist in the conventional and FHA market. So Chris, let's say we have a veteran buyer, they're buying a house for 500K. We go under contract and our appraisal short by let's say it's 25 grand, five, you know, 5%, nothing crazy, 25, but okay. Now we have to deal with a short appraisal. What do we do? Um, actually, let me back up. We didn't, we don't even know we, what the appraised value is because we've already gotten one heads up from the appraiser prior to the report being done. It's called Tidewater. And what Tidewater is, is when the appraiser invokes that, it's essentially throwing up the red challenge flag. It's like in an NFL game. Hey, I need help. I'm not arriving at the contract price. You have listing agent, buyer agent, and lender. All of you can get together, provide the best comps you have available, give us your best three, submit them to us. And then if we don't already have those into our, we can take those into consideration mm -hmm. if they're viable and, and, and legit. So that's opportunity one is Tidewater. And by um, the way, I just, I just successfully fought, well, not fought, but worked through a Tidewater issue two weeks ago. Nice. And, you know, the ability, good Tell luck more changing about the appraiser's mind in any other loan type. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah. There's just no, exactly. there's no protocol for it. So Tidewater is great. Uh, and it's funny, I had a great conversation with the agent on the other side who's been in the business 30 years. She's like, what is this? This is more work. I don't know. I go, no, this is a great thing. You know, we have an opportunity to fix this right now. Uh, and it's, she never had heard of it. So, yeah, that, that's one of the best parts is that you get a shot to help um, put everything on the table, help that appraiser out and see if it's together. So let's say it doesn't work. Let's say uh, we put comps on the table, Tidewater value doesn't change. Here we are, we're sitting 5% short. Next up is the reconsideration of value. So once we have the report in our hands, we can look at it. And if, if now that we seeing it's, it's like a closed book test before with Tidewater and now we have an open book tests with reconsideration of value. We can see the report. We can see what comps are used. We can see what adjusters are made. Um, maybe it's the size of the house, the condition of the house, the acreage, the location, all these things go yeah. factor the fact that the into the value of Cumberland home. County doing business in Middlesex County. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we want to make sure we have a good quality report. Are we looking at a good report with good comps? Are we missing anything? Are there errors? Are there anything that's causing the value to be lower that's, that's easy and identifiable? Mm -hmm. um, and the, the bottom line is if the comparables exist or the data is off slightly and we can show those errors or inconsistencies, there is an opportunity to get a reconsideration of value or that ROV um, for that veteran. So we, yeah. and again, it, you're not doing that with the other loan types. It, no, it, it's it is what it is, when, so. when you place a conventional appraisal order or an FHA appraisal order, the home is inspected. They put a report together and you get an email when the report is ready for you to look at. And then you have to deal with what's in front of you. Right. Um, the fact that we can get two chances that not only closed book and open book tests to help uh, help out with the value, it just, it makes it a really transparent part of the process. And like Chris mentioned, a lot of agents, especially ones who've been doing this for a long time, have never heard of it, period. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't sound real. They're like, you're not going to get a call from the appraiser that they, they can't come and own value. Yeah, like, yeah we <laughs> yeah, are. Like, we I've, are. Had, I've, I've had both of those scenarios play out. So I actually and did have- And again, especially at the the- velocity of the market right now you know the the likelihood of there being a gap is still high so you know it, it's a benefit from from that standpoint i actually had uh, two appraisers call me on a conventional piece where 
they called me as the listing agent and said, where are your comps? And then I pulled out all the comps. I didn't do, obviously didn't price it willy nilly. Um, and they ended up having to make it work. And right. then the, on a, you, you, yeah. you were lucky you ran into good yeah. appraisers because there's no formal protocol like there is with a VA loan. Like those two yeah. elements are formally built into it, which is, which awesome. is nice. The structure yeah. and the discipline of it, I think is, yeah. Because otherwise you're, you're trying to defend yourself and you can't, there's nothing because it's informal. Um, so yeah. Uh, can we talk about um, the inspection report and the impact on a VA loan? Oh, I want to dispel that. Sure. The, the home inspection itself has yes. no bearing whatsoever. Uh, in fact, uh, <laughs> Uh, I tell my clients to go under no circumstances. Do you send that inspection report to the lender? No offense, Paul, but you don't need to see it. In fact, you probably don't <laughs> want all. to see it. Um, but you know, that I have to repeatedly remind people. I'm like, listen, guys, the inspection report, the home inspection you just paid for is for you. Okay. It is for your benefit. It's so you can negotiate repairs on the house you're buying. It is independent and separate from the appraisal, which by the way, you're also going to pay for um, but that's for the bank's benefit, not for yours. It's kind of like that wall, you know, we're going to build it and you're going to pay for it. Um, but, you know, what the appraisal does is, and by the way, it's the exact same guidelines as with the FHA guidelines for a purchase uh, and, and actually for USDA. Uh, they're the same. It's the same book of guidelines. Um, they ensure that the house is habitable. Okay, basic stuff. The roof can't leak, right? There can't be any uh, rotting wood, uh, and I'll probably miss a few things, but this is this is the gist of it, right? This is going to be the ninety percent solution right here. Uh, if there's chipped and peeling paint because of the don't eat the lead paint, don't eat the peeling paint thing. Uh, if there's chipped and peeling paint, they're going to make you scrape it and paint it, right? Uh, if there's appliances present, they've got to work, but there don't have to be all appliances present. The only requirement is you got to have heat in the house. You got to be able to cook a meal. You don't have to be able to store anything in the fridge, right? Uh, if there's a hole for a dishwasher, there has to be a dishwasher in it. You know, so it's it, it's a very finite list of things that really, when you get down to it, aren't that scary. And everyone's like, "Oh my God, the, 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 it, it's a tough." No, it's not. It, it really isn't. The only thing that's different about a VA loan is that there's a, you know, I, you know, you hear people go, "Oh, you're gonna have to pay for inspections. You don't want to. Your your seller." wouldn't normally have to pay for it. yeah it's called the wood destroying insect inspection it costs you about 75 bucks right right, right. and uh the, the only requirement is that it has to happen okay and if there's a termite problem then well sellers got to deal with it which they would for a normal purchase anyway right, right. just be real okay uh and uh the buyer is not allowed to pay for that inspection Right. So and there's a couple of different ways you can handle it. You can have the buyer purchase it at the time of uh, at the time of their home inspection, which is actually what I recommend. Um, that way, you at least have control over who's doing the inspection. I, I'm not I'm not keen on somebody else doing my inspection for me. Uh, and right. then I get them reimbursed at close. So you just give them the give them the invoice that says they paid for it. And then, you know, at, at time of closing, it'll be a debit from the seller. Right. Um you know, or you could say, hey, seller, you got to do a wood destroying insect inspection. They're going to go, oh, I don't want to do this and without even knowing, you know, how much it's going to cost. But if you're turning away an otherwise great stable deal over 75 bucks, I, I got nothing to say. Like, I, I really have nothing to say. And there's people mm -hmm. that will, and, you know, there's unreasonable people out there. Um, but generally speaking, you know, it's exactly the same guidelines as 
FHA and USDA. And, you know, you get in South Jersey, people are going to be comfortable with USDA. You never see them around here. Uh, but FHA, people do FHA all the time. Like, yep, FHA, 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 you know. So, you know, it, it goes back to lack of knowledge, lack of, um, you know, conversation on the topic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Chris, I just want to go back. So you said um, the inspection report does not go to the lender. It's obviously a source of information. Well, I, I guess you can send it to the lender if you want. Well, I, um, I wouldn't do it. No, no, no. I'm just. There's it, nothing for us to do with it. <laughs> right. That, that's yeah. a, exactly. Um, and it's it's a source of information between buyer and seller to negotiate repairs. Uh, can you speak to um, this is a, an interesting thing. I don't know if many agents know about it. This the guidelines that you were talking about. Where does an agent uh, oh, obtain those good. guidelines and be able to read them so that they're well versed in this also? Yeah, it's, it, um, you know, it creates more oh of a God, subject matter expert. Uh, if, if you pull down, the, if you go to Google and look up VA, it's what the VA lenders handbook. Is that the name of it, Paul? The VA, Lend the VA Lenders Handbook is referred to as the 26-7. It's the entire yeah. gui underwriting guideline for the VA loan program. Okay. If we're talking about kind of MPRs. Well, there's a section, there is a section in there that yeah. talks about MPRs, minimum property exactly. conditions, or uh, minimum yep. property requirements. I, I, yeah. I just go there. Um, I like to read. I read a lot. You know, I've read the appraisal guidelines, yeah. too. Like, I've read the damn freaking appraisal book. You know, so I'm, I'm very rarely surprised these days uh, on appraisals because I've read the manual, which is publicly available. Um, highly recommend that, you know, those of us in the field go get it and read it. It's free. Okay. Nice. What so is you it? take Wait, an interest uh, in your craft, Chris. He, he does. Do. He's well versed in it's. I think it's awesome. Uh, appraisal handbook. Is that what you said, Chris? I'm going to make sure we get this information. Yeah. yeah it's, um, look for the, um, is it what the 26-7? VA 26-7? VA PM, oh, I think it is. It's that same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll. Um, I need to. I essentially need to take that information out and make a blog post out of it because that's a really good idea. What are yeah, the, the minimum awesome. property requirements? And you know, most people are scared of that inspection requirement. Uh, and really, like Chris mentioned, it's generally a non-issue. If termites but, come up, you're going to have to deal with that anyway, with yeah. regardless of loan program. Part of the reason I recommend people read the the long format version is there's stuff in there that's really well might not be interesting. That's maybe not the the best. <laughs> the best word uh, to describe it but you know paul and i have been talking for years and i ended up chickening out on it myself um there's a thing in the va guidelines that exists and it's called the va renovation loan right and no one ever uses it in new jersey other parts of the country they do but no one ever writes this thing in new jersey um but it allows you to do the same thing as a, a, a 203k right you know you can get an otherwise pretty beat up property mm -hmm. for nothing down. Right. And, you know, also get some extra money to do the rehab work on it. Right. And there's certain scenarios that kind of makes sense for, and it does for a guy like me, I actually haven't used my VA loan yet is just the timing of it all uh, worked out. I bought the house I'm in on a, on a conventional 20 years ago. Um, but my next home, I'm probably going to get something that's going to require some work and uh, stomp, stomp, Paul, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to use that VA reno loan and make your, your hair fall out. <laughs> um, but it's a thing that exists in there. Uh, the, the, the fact that you can use your VA loan multiple times, people don't know about that. They don't know about the one-time restoration of benefit at pro program. Hell, there's lenders that don't know about it, right? And it's all right there in the guidelines, right? It's in the book. Yeah. The book is maybe 50 or 60 pages. It's not that long. 
Like it's not. You can, re you can read it in a casual weekend. You can get. You can it. read it on the toilet if you spend enough time there. I mean, you can put it next to your table of amortization that you laminated, keep in the bathroom, right? You can read the VA lender, you know, guidelines, right? And if you're really feeling motivated, you can read the appraisal guidelines too, you know. So th there's a lot of good reasons to do that. So, so for our <laughs> so for our agents who need to time block and read. <laughs> wow, you're not going to get it done anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> thank you chris <laughs> oh best uh, all right one final tip one final tip for serving our our veterans va loans one final tip you know um the one thing that i think will help you out a lot um and uh you know, I see this typically with first-time home buyers, especially people that are like moving to the Northeast from another part of the country. Uh, they're, they're very, um, they're shell-shocked by pricing around here. So a lot of Everybody. times people will gravitate towards the, the lower priced properties, which we all know are priced that way for uh, a, a, a reason, reason, obviously. Um, and, and most of those properties are going to, pretty clearly state up front that, hey, this is as is, where is, you get the CO. Um, I have that conversation. As soon as I get a sniff that somebody's looking at that, that's the conversation I have with them. I go, listen, I know how to win with a VA loan, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're focusing on anything that has this descriptive language in what you can see, just put it right out of your mind. You're not going to you're not going to end up with the results you you like in, in, in all likelihood, mm -hmm. right? And that has to do with the market we're in and uh, a number of other factors. So I try and focus on, focus them in on stuff that would kind of be in that average to excellent uh, category. And then the other conversation I have with them is, listen, you know, think about ways you can, and again, this is market specific, right? It has to do with the market condition we're in, we're, market conditions we're in right now, you know, um, start thinking of ways you can set aside money to cover your closing costs and even a potential waiver of, you know, or, or a guarantee uh, with respect to um, the appraisal. Like right now, those two things are important uh, and they suck. Yes, it means you got to squirrel away money real fast that you weren't planning on. Um, but it's just to put you on equal footing with other people who, you know, they've been saving 20%. Well, they can take some of that 20%. And make a guarantee out of it and pay the PMI. Boom, they got the house and you didn't. So, uh, you know, that that's the recommendation I have. Um, by the way, we didn't talk about the coolest thing about the uh, the VA loan. No private mortgage insurance. I was just going to ask that, Chris. Like that, that, I was that just going to say, you know, they don't pay PMI. Right, right, right. And that's a big, big difference maker, you know, yes. let's, you know. What's the, what's the average PMI? Probably about 300, 350 a month, Depending. I guess, at this point. Mm -hmm. um, the, the lower your FICO score, the more expensive it yeah. is. So right, yeah, it, right, it, right. It adds up. It adds up. Right, real fast, real fast. Yeah. So, you know, if you can squirrel away, you know, between five and $10,000, uh, it'll make your life a lot easier. Sure. Uh, and again, you know, you've got access to stuff. You may not want to, but it's out there that you can draw from uh, in a pinch. So look at what you have for your assets uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's at least a consideration and I'm not recommending it by any means. I'm just sharing that. Hey, these are, these are tools you have at your disposal. Nice. Thank you. 
Paul, if you get that blog out, uh, we'd like to dig into it. The, yeah, the yeah. things that Chris uh, that, went through, I think, I think this warrants probably part two and part three. We really need to dig into these details, help our clients, help our agents uh, to be better versed in what's out there, uh, you know, to make deals happen. Can I, yeah, can I give and, uh, a, uh, yes. a, a tip of the hat to Paul and his team? Absolutely. Um, for whatever reason, I send my harder deals to Paul all the time. Uh, and I apologize for it every time. Uh, I got an easy one over to him recently. Um, but I am not exaggerating. Uh, I have his shop has gotten uh, just amazing stuff done for me in crazy short times. I cannot recommend them uh, enough as a lender. I personally have had him uh, originate, underwrite, and clear to close an FHA loan on a condo that wasn't on the approved list in like eight or nine days. Like it, it, wow. it shouldn't have been doable. And I know that they've gotten stuff clear to close in what, 24 hours? Wow. As like, quickly as by law allowed. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> like, so if you're looking for, you know, somebody who knows how to get stuff done, uh, Philadelphia mortgage brokers, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about them. They really, really are excellent. Uh, and I'm glad you guys had an opportunity to meet Paul and, uh, you know, unfortunately see his face, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Chris, I appreciate the kind words and, uh, no, we've, we've had some awesome success stories in the past couple of years. And, uh, to echo what you said, kind of just leave with a tip it's setting expectations and it's also working with the right people. So yes. if, if you're, if, you, if you're a veteran and you're a move up home buyer or first time home yes. buyer, make sure you have the right team in place who knows how to have your back. They know the product, they know how to help you win in this market because not all agents and, and mortgage lenders are created equal. No, they're not. And that's true. It's very true. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Frank, thanks for having me, Lori. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Chris. Chris, as always, Chris has been on before. Uh, thanks again for your uh, service to our country. No problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, Paul, I'll talk to you real soon about uh, the uh, you know this thing with Tom's so. stuff. Sounds good. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right, he's the easy one. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Well, that's a wrap for today. And until next time, keep it buzzing. <laughs>